Welcome to episode number 11. This is Fonger News with the student manager with me, special guest, former senior at Modern Day, volleyball star, and now a, entering his junior year at University of Santa Clara, Joe Brown. Joe, what's up? Hey, what's up, Mr. Fong? How's it going? See, your parents just are great with the manners. You still call me Mr. Fong. I've known you since a little kid. And I had to get this podcast in before you head on the road to Santa Clara. You're leaving like in five days? Yeah, five or six days. So thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about my school. Well, I think you've already gotten some pub on episode number 10. Your boy, CC, Chris Cornell from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. How many times did he bring up his name, Murph Cargus? Three, four times. So even before we get into that, right, before we talk about Joe Brown and his experience, we got to thank our executive producer, Murph Cargus. Murph Cargus, formerly of? Sugar Ray. And Basis. you are the first guest that actually knows who Sugar Ray is and Murph Cargus. I have to prep everybody, but tell me your story while you're driving down here for this. As I was driving and I had a Spotify just daily mix going, Sugar Ray was playing. I was blasting it going down 17th Street. And I look outside and there's a bunch of Sugar Ray stuff in this studio and I'm like, oh, Sugar Ray must have recorded here or something. So you had no idea, I Murph had no Cargus. Idea. No idea. And because this scheduling of this appointment happened so fast, I see you last night or a couple nights ago at a basketball game or a volleyball game and I said, when are you going back to Santa Clara? I said, I gotta get you in my studio. Yeah. So yes, Murph Cargus, executive producer, he does all my podcasts, formerly of Sugar Ray. He, uh, did, did you like that intro? That was a sweet intro, I loved it. Yeah, so it's all who you know, Joe. It's all about networking. Yeah. Okay, you're probably more happy that you're in here with, with Murph. <laughs> so let's get into it. University of Santa Clara. Oh wait, okay, I'm gonna correct you first off. It's Santa Clara University. USC stole the USC from us, I think in the 60s. So we were originally University of Santa Clara, but then we switched over to Santa Clara University. That SCU. is a fact I had no idea of. Yes. SCU, Santa Clara University. Mm -hmm. Entering your junior year. Yes. What are you majoring in? Uh, as of now, I'm majoring in finance, but I think the first thing I'm going to do when I get back on campus is switch over to accounting. Why? Uh, I had an internship over the summer in Torrance and it was a finance and accounting internship. And I think I realized that accounting is more of the route I want to go down. Be more specific. What did you like about it? For me, I just like the fact that you can sit down and just grind out a bunch of work and not have to rely on other people with finance. You have to kind of talk to other people and I like just getting my work done and then being able to leave. So where do you see yourself in two years, three years, graduating from Santa Clara University? What do you, do you want to be a CFO? A CFO would be awesome. I think the first step for me would to probably go to a big four accounting firm and try to get my CPA because most CFOs have a CPA. And if I don't have that, I'm just unqualified for the job. So to get to that CFO route, or now you're in college, what are you doing? I mean, obviously you had an internship. How did you get that internship? And what do you recommend to students that are going to the college for the first time and, and maybe after their first year they're partying and they're having fun, like, you know, real life is right around the corner? For me, I got this internship through my little sister's teammate her dad was the cfo of the company jr286 they have a uh, license for nike so they do all the equipment stuff with that and it's really just about sparking up conversation with people you since you're the younger person you really have to go and seek out these older people that are in your life because they have so many connections compared to you and yeah. There's a common theme, audience and followers, and it's about networking. And and you're hearing it from someone that's just not a 
first time college student, but now he's been at Santa Clara University for two years and, and you're networking, you're trying to use your network to, to help you get to that next stage. So good for you, Joe. That's, that's, you keep that up. I tell everybody, it's not who you know, or I'm sorry, it's not, that's right, it's who you know, but more importantly, who knows you Yes, that's gonna make it happen. What do you like about SEU? I think the what I like most about Santa Clara is I can walk into a classroom and know everybody in the class and the teacher will know my name after the first week. How what's the ratio? I think it's around 20 to 1. How many students are at Santa Clara? Uh we are roughly 5,000 undergrad and then 3,000 uh in what is it, master's program? Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah. Graduate. Graduate. Graduate program. So when you're walking on campus, and I've been on that campus actually with your sister and your father and my daughter. We could talk about that weekend because we're very open on this podcast. Yeah. It was a, a small fill to me. Yes. Where it seems like if you're walking on campus, you probably run into a lot of people you know. Every day you'll run into somebody you know. You'll run into basically everyone you know every day. That's how that's how small the feel it is. The campus from corner to corner is probably seven to eight minute walk, but it's super condensed. So would you say that's high school times two times three? Was it say, like high school? Yeah. Uh, I would no. It's not like high school at all. But um, I would say it's about three times bigger. Of a feel than modern day. But in sense of knowing people after you get to know them and meet them, you feel just comfortable, it sounds like. Yeah. It's a very comfortable school. Yeah. First year, did you live in the dorms? Yes, I did. What dorms did you live in? I lived in the biggest dorm called Swig Residence Hall. It's known for being loud and disgusting. It's the by far the biggest party dorm it's 10 floors 40 per floor so you're there's just a lot a co-ed i was about about to ask so on the same floor yeah you could be next to you it's not even half and half like you could just be next yeah all right not half half Half, all like one side's guys and one side's girls like your next door neighbor would could be a girl was that the case in your situation i yes i think both of my neighbors were girls could you live there for two years no swig a swig's a one-year thing one and done yeah, one and one and done you you got to move on to bigger and better things it's just it's great for socializing but since i walked onto the rowing team it it's tough you get five or six hours of sleep a night which is not enough for me all right let's talk about that because you were a stud high school volleyball player coming out of modern day and we'll get into some of the colleges you looked into uh, and then some of the colleges that you, you did not want to go to for volleyball and you decided on SEU. What made you think of walking on for crew? How did you do that? Walk my audience through that. So this is what I did. My dad first introduced me to crew. He, I had no idea what it was. I honestly thought it was like, sitting paddle boarding it's nothing like that and he he emailed the coach and it seemed like the coach was pretty interested with walk-ons because rowing has probably the biggest walk-on culture in any sport and i started emailing him too and then i met him at the orientation for santa clara and realized that he was a great guy and i wanted to definitely try it out so me and about, I, I think it was about 14 of us. And now there's four walk-ons. Wow. We just, the first week we just got destroyed. We crushed. Crushed. We went on a, the first day we, we went on an 18 mile hike. And then the next morning we had more stadiums than I've ever done in my entire life going upstairs and downstairs. And my legs were shot. I wanted to quit so bad. But I didn't because the whole the whole culture is prove yourself and it's awesome. Perseverance sounds like yeah. only four have survived out of your freshman class. Yes. 
Is there scholarship money in crew? There is some scholarship money in the bigger schools. I believe Washington, Cal, maybe Wisconsin have some money. I, the best rowing is in the Ivy Leagues and okay. Washington and Cal. So there's just there's just not that many schools that give out money. So my daughter might have hope. The reason why I say that, Joe, this is my daughter, Sophia, mm-hmm. the most person that uh, individual that doesn't do athletics in our family right yeah she's gotten the emails from the coach come out to this informal meeting yeah. national championship team we're interested in all new incoming freshmen i said wow and she's only what five two hundred pounds coxswain could that be a coxswain she that is a perfect size coxswain if she wants to just yell out a bunch of ginormous human beings that is the perfect job for her we have an error, though, because she's not a morning person and she does not like to wake up early. I'm giving you shit, Sophia. <laughs> but talk to my audience and listeners that might be interested in crew for their children. Mm-hmm. The, the rigor and the time schedule and the commitment. Yes. For, for me, we have practice twice a day. The, the first one's in the morning. We're in our van to go to our reservoir in Los Gatos by 5.30 a.m. And we practice till about 8.30. Then we run back in the vans and we try to make class by 9.15. And then our next practice is usually a cardio session in the afternoon or lifting around four or five. And that's an hour and a half or two hours. And it's brutal, especially in the fall. They're just trying to get you back in shape and that's when most people quit. It's just right at the beginning. They don't want to deal with it again. So you're going back in five days. Are you in your plane weight? Are you in your plane shape for crew for this fall schedule? Be honest. uh, Probably not. I mean, every year I try as hard as I can to stay in shape. This year I've tried way harder than past, but I'm, it's just, you can't, that first week you just can't prepare for it. it. He intentionally makes it, really hard to scare not scare people but show them what rowing is about and we we don't even get we don't even get in a boat that first week it's just running and land workouts yeah land workouts it's just toughness yeah so from rowing it sounds like a full-time job yeah how do you balance that with your class schedule at first, well, this is this is one of my favorite things about rowing is you get preferred classes, so you can get the best teachers and the best times. So I can I really I search with the I talk to the rowers and ask which teachers are the best at realizing you're a student athlete and will. Flexible. Are very flexible. That's that's the key is flexibility. Understanding. Yes. And real. I, do you guys ever talk about Rate My Professor on your podcast? No. Why don't you enlighten my okay. audience? So Rate My Professor is just a – I think it's an app or it's just a website where everyone can talk bad or good about professors – and I've found that a lot of them are wrong. Like, it's just angry hmm. people that it, this is this is where I I find if there's a one someone gives the professor one star and got a B in the class and writes a very long paragraph. That's, that's the professor you deep, want. Yeah, that's who you want because that person was just bitter, very bitter. And I promise you that professor is probably great. And interesting. Yeah. So that's just one thing to look at. You get priority classes, your schedule. What are the benefits do you get as a student athlete at Santa Clara? Um, you get some gear. Swag. You get some swag. There's, there's a few banquets we got to go to. We get some food every so often. We have a personal training area and, 
as of right now, they're building a $30 million sport complex for us, which is going to have brand new gym, a dining hall just for us. Uh, oh, yeah, tutoring. One of the most important things. I forgot about that. We have study table, and I think we're getting more tutors with the new building, which is going to be awesome. Academic centers are huge for student athletes. How often and how frequent can you go or do you go? So we are requi- we are required to go for anywhere from eight to two hours a week, depending on your GPA and your grade. I believe if you're a freshman, you have to do all eight. And by the time you're a senior, many don't have to do any because you they trust you, I think. All right. It's mainly the freshmen that have to do a lot of study table. You got to show that track record. Yes. For my audience listening, Joe Brown, currently entering his junior year at Santa Clara University. Prior to Santa Clara University, he was a stud volleyball player at Modern Day High School. Let's talk to my, or let's tell the audience and listeners the process that you went through. Obviously, our goal here is to help students as well as parents understand that college admission and research process coming out of modern day what were the schools you were looking into um i would say ever since i was about 14 i thought i was going to play division one volleyball i just i thought i had it i thought i was going to be six four i thought i was going to be like my cousins who are were stud volleyball players at usc but Around sophomore year, I stopped growing. I, I hit six feet and just stopped growing. And um, that's when I think I realized then I wasn't going to play Division One volleyball anywhere mm-hmm. great. And then around junior year, I realized, you know what? I think I might have to be a Division Two player if I want to play. So UCSD was a school I was really interested in. And then around senior year, it became evident that the only way I was going to play volleyball was to go and play at a Division three school. And that just didn't seem like a good option for me because I was limiting myself to like six, five schools. High level, because I'm going to piggyback off this question. Senior year, Division three schools, what were the schools? Who were they? I would. They were a lot of smaller schools on the East Coast that basically said, "Hey, if you get into this school, you can play volleyball." And it was something along the lines of like Vassar or NYU. Oh, I'm trying to think of other schools. I know there. This, uh, there's one school called Sacred Heart, but that's Division One. Mm-hmm. But they're they're on the lower tier, Division One. Did you? Go back to New York and even look at Vassar or NYU. No, I okay. didn't. Because that was not an option. I yeah, I look well, I just looked at them online and read reviews on the schools and I realized that these they really aligned they didn't align with my values or what I wanted out of my education. And complete I just said, you know what, I don't think volleyball's for me. Let's T- stick on that topic. Yeah. What aligns with your values and what you wanted in education? Because a lot of followers and listeners could be parents as well as student athletes that think they're just going to go play high school mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, go to college and play a collegiate sport. And they don't take these other things in consideration, right? Yeah. They go to the school, they get hurt, they transfer, the coach leaves at the end of the day. Go to a school where you see yourself fit, right, as a student. And then where do you want to get your degree from? So what were your core values in a school as well as this whole process? I really wanted a school that was in an area with a lot of energy. Well, okay. So for one of the reasons I didn't like Vassar was because it's, a tiny school. It is so small. 
and it is i i think it is one of the most liberal colleges in america it's it's very liberal so and just you sound like your dad i believe so yes and it that's it, it was just too much for me i i couldn't do that but you didn't visit it. Yeah, I didn't visit it. I so just how do you know it was very liberal? Just through online. It, that that's one of the big things they preach over there. Okay. So I I wanted a more moderate school, and I real I don't even know if Vassar had a business school. I'm not positive, and it's really hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And they weren't going to help me at all. Okay. So that was like putting on a blindfold and trying to hit a bullseye. So it just wasn't a smart idea. And then NYU is just in the city. And that's, I don't think the city life is what I wanted to do in college. Joe, I like how you're talking about what you did not like about these schools mm-hmm. because people need to hear, yeah. students as well as parents need to hear some of these colleges that maybe aren't out here in California. We yeah. call them like, I always call it the brand names, right? Your dad yeah. loves the brand names. Oh yeah. Right. You see, yeah. 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 Uh, but people don't know about Vassar or NYU. What were some of the division two schools maybe that had some interest in you for volleyball that mm-hmm. you can just high level like or dislike? One of the schools, the, well, the, the only division two school that I really looked at was UCSD. Because, and they were transitioning to a Division One school, and I believe they're Division One right now. Okay, and just the draw of being at a UC, UCSD is an awesome school academically. Definitely. And I I walked on campus. I had an unofficial, and I was so overwhelmed. It was huge. Everyone was just running to class. I was like, holy cow, this is. So this just looks incredibly comp- yeah, it looks so competitive. And then I realized they didn't really have an established business school. They had an an international business like pathway you could do, but they didn't really have accounting or econ, which is what I really wanted to end up doing. And that's important to know exactly kind of what you want to study. Mm-hmm. So when you're narrowing down these schools, Right, you're yeah. picking on a major rather than just going to the school because hey, it's it's here. It has a football team, or it has a I could wear this, you know, great hat, or like your dad. He's like I call him the brand name. I go, you love those brand names, and I look at all the schools your whole family's gone to. Mm-hmm. That fits all of you. If yes. you think about it, we had your sister on here. That's right. We didn't even mention that. Betsy, your oldest sister, was one of the original OGs of this podcast. Yes, she went from duck to frog right but a smaller school your younger sister right if i'm gonna have to have her on eventually originally she wanted and she committed to a big school alabama and now Mm -hmm. she's going to pepperdine next fall and yourself i look at all the wcc schools west coast conference that yes small private catholic schools yes and it's it's weird how we all ended up in that situation. It is. Yeah. But it fits you all. It all it all fits us well, yeah. And you guys are thriving mm-hmm. and we'll all do well there. I want to uh, touch on some of the processes that, that you, as in high school, so we can educate the audience going into uh, what to look for and what to do. Obviously, uh, UC San, University of California, San Diego, great UC school. Mm-hmm overwhelming for you yeah a lot of people on campus a lot of people yes and was that in the did you visit it during like a normal school day yeah i think it was a normal school day and it was uh, in between classes so i really got to see how many people were on campus and it kind of scared me not like santa clara not like santa clara santa clara there are a few surges where you're like oh there are a lot of people at this school but for the most part it feels pretty small and let's take it a step back thinking about some of the schools you wanted to go to go to some of the bigger schools that maybe you visited Mm -hmm. and we can share uh, some opinions and feedback on uh, for my audience and listeners yeah um i'm trying to think of schools i visited so i visited berkeley 
because my cousin played football there and that school is also huge and I visited Oregon with my sister that's a small school um, I visited UT Austin that school is massive I visited Texas A&M and SMU and now I've also visited TCU mm-hmm. so Let's stick on the schools in Texas, because mm-hmm. out of those four schools in Texas, I've been to two of those campuses, mm-hmm. UT in Austin, as well as Texas A&M and College Station. Mm-hmm. I remember the time you went on that uh, road trip with your father, yeah. and I talked to your father about that, places I liked, places I didn't like. What was your overall assessment? I would say UT Austin was one of the coolest schools I've seen. And I was that was I was so bummed when I didn't get into UT. I wanted to go there pretty bad. And then SMU looks like a country club. It truly looks like one of the most comfortable schools to go to. And it it I like the it it's just a little too nice looking. Too Newport Beach, preppy? It's pretty preppy. I would say it's preppy. But there are people that will love it. It would make them feel comfortable and at home. Right? Yeah. Speaking of making you feel comfortable at home, and this may resonate because it's really close to to you and your family. Mm -hmm. What about Newport Beach and Dallas, TCU? Oh, yes, yes. That school is also very cool. I didn't get to see much of it, but what I did see... It seemed very cool. It has a very similar vibe to SMU. And um, from the looks of it, it looks like almost everyone there was in a fraternity or a sorority, which is pretty overwhelming as well. That's not you. You're not a frat guy. I am the anti-frat guy, I would say. Why? I, well, I just... I have diabetes and I can't drink as much as these guys can, (laughs) which is the biggest frat draw, I would say. And I really don't like staying out till two or three in the morning. I like being in bed by 11. You sound just like your dad. Yeah. When I'm out with him, he's like, I don't go in. I don't go to bed. So, Let's talk about that in Santa Clara, the party life, the social life. We experienced it. You took my daughter and you took, I don't even know if I should be saying this on the episode. Oh, you just shadowed them around. You took your sister and my daughter around and kind of Mm -hmm. took them to Santa Clara during the day. I don't know what you guys call it. I think it's day party. We call them day parties or darties. Darties, yes. Tell me about the party scene in Santa Clara. So for those of my listeners, parents may want to cover their ears, but the students, yeah. right? Is this a good party school? Yes. I would. It's a huge party school. It's it's work hard, play hard kind of place. Like People like partying a lot at Santa Clara. And if you're in a fraternity or a sorority, you will party a lot. Well, you have the opportunity to party a lot. What's there- your definition of party a lot? I would say Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night. And if you really wanted to, you, Sunday, you could do something with... Sunday a, fun day. Yeah. What are the best places to go to party? If you're over 21, maybe if you're not over 21. If you're not over 21, usually most people stick to Bellamy Street. And that's where all the frat houses are. And there's... all. But if you're over 21, most people go to bars around campus where there's one that just opened up. It's called The Hut. That was a historic bar in Santa Clara that is right off campus. It's right across the street from the business school. And then there's also one called The Claron, which is about a half a mile walk that a lot of people go to as well. The Hut and the Claron. You're listening for the first time. You're over 21. Uh, Could you even use a fake ID at the Hut or the Claron? Yes, you could easily. No no questions would be asked. When do you turn 21? Uh, About two months. 
Yeah. All right. So I can ask you Actually, this. wait. A month. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I can ask you this, Joe. Happy uh-huh. first, happy 21st early. Thank you. I think, I think I was visiting you one time for your 20th, 20th birthday. 20th, maybe. Yeah, 19th maybe birthday? 19th birthday. It was 19th yeah. birthday. What restaurant is your favorite restaurant in the near area that we went to? I don't know if it's still oh, your favorite well, restaurant. I like that restaurant. It's called Joe's. That's why we went there because we didn't know the area that well. It was when I was a freshman. But now there's a place in Santana Row, which is awesome for people that like spending money and shopping. It's called Pizza Antica, which is just a classic place to go with your friends. Pizza Antica. Normally I do this at the very end of the podcast, but we might as well just jump into it right now. It's kind of like rapid fire. All right. Parents are in town. Where are you taking them to rest? Where are you taking them to dinner? Or where should I say, where are they taking you to dinner? Um, I would hope they would take me to somewhere in Santana Row called LB Steak. That place was awesome. <laughs> Garen Brown, Sarah Brown, are you listening? LB Steak, Santana Row. Is it expensive? It's pretty pricey. So. Oh, your dad yeah. might not like that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You wake up with a hangover. Not you personally, mm-hmm. but someone at SCU. Yeah. Where are you going for breakfast? Oh, um, there is a place called The Breakfast Club at Midway. It is by far the best breakfast you can get for 15 bucks. Breakfast Club. You're a big burger place. Yeah. Or a big burger fan ever since you're a young kid. Best burger in town. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't eat a lot of burgers at Santa Clara. There's an In-N-Out pretty close to me that I would Ooh. always go to. And, you know, I need to think about that for a little bit. Right. We'll, 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 I'll eventually throw a name out. If it comes to mind. Yeah. Best sushi. Sushi. There, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but um, I went there a few times with my girlfriend. She loves sushi, and I would probably have to text her right now to figure out that place, too. You, you can do that when I ask yeah. you a question. You know, we talk about, I like to talk about this in one of my earlier episodes, when you, two big decisions you're going to make in your life, where you go to college and probably who you're gonna meet. Because t- typically sometimes that could be who you marry. You just sparked my interest because you said girlfriend. Did you meet her while you were during your freshman year at Santa Clara? Yeah, well, I I went to high school with her and a little bit of middle school. And we eventually became very close friends at the beginning of freshman year. Probably due to just being from Orange County Mm-hmm. and being some somewhat of friends. But then we became best friends in like the first week of school. But you didn't hang out with her a lot in grammar school or high school? No, not really. I was, I, we were pretty close in eighth grade, but okay. once high school came, I, we had a few conversations, but nothing, nothing much. All right. I kind of went on a side tangent. Late night munchies, where are you going? There's a place called The Hungry Hound. I don't know how late it's open till, but it's just your typical gross cheeseburger and fries. It's oh, awesome. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> Murph's like, that sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> what about Sweet Tooth? Sweet Tooth. If you uh, have a Sweet Tooth, where are we going? Okay, there's a place called Rocco's Ice Cream Tacos. Oh. And they just put a, it's ice cream in a taco shell. Like, well, it's a, <laughs> like a cone, but it's made into a taco shell and then they dip it in chocolate and freeze it in the co2 or whatever carbon dioxide i don't know what it's called but you dip it in there and it's frozen and it's awesome joe you've given my audience and followers great insight on santa clara where to eat where to hang out i think maybe the next time i go i might have to find out like the breakfast club or the hounds the problem with the breakfast club is you need you really need to put in a it's a two-hour wait so you need to Go put your name down and then do something else. Got it. Because it's it just, it's that good. Do you go to watch basketball games there? At Santa Clara? Yes. Every so often. They have some fun nights where 
they'll give you stuff, but like t-shirts or hats, but we, I'll probably go to about four games a year. Okay. No football team. What's the biggest sport there? Right now it's women's soccer because they're pretty good. They, I think they just beat UCLA who was ranked number two. I think they're somewhere around the tens or go 20s. Broncos. Yeah, go Broncos. And, uh, they they can pull a big crowd if they're playing Stanford or Berkeley or UCLA at home. So th- those games are really fun to go to. Coming out of modern day, what was your GPA, if you remember it? I believe it was a 4.16. Was that weighted, unweighted? That was weighted. A lot. Give my audience yeah. uh, a little insight. How many AP classes? How many honor classes? I was probably in six or seven AP classes, and I don't even know how many honors classes. I, I did all honors except English. ACT score? Uh, 29. And then I was... I think I was 30 super scored, but I don't know if Santa Clara even looked at that. Colleges that you did not get accepted to? Mm -hmm. Uh, Notre Dame, Georgetown, USC, UT Austin. Um, I got waitlisted at a couple. I think I got waitlisted at Tulane. I got waitlisted at Villanova. I got waitlisted at one other school. I can't remember. And I – UC's – oh, yeah. I got declined from UCSD. Basically, every UC I applied to, I got denied from. Oh, so you yeah. can join um, the Sophia Fong Club, too. Yes. Cal, she got rejected, too. Yeah. UC Santa Barbara. Yep. UCLA. Yep. And wait, was there another one? Did you get into Cal Poly? No. Oh, that was one school I was so bummed about. I, I didn't get into Cal Poly. I went, I went, I applied to the business school, not realizing that that probably wasn't the best move for me. I should have applied to something else because the at the average ACT over there is thirty two. Probably it's that school is so hard to get into now. The previous episode we had your boy Chris Cornell on mm-hmm. from. Cal Poly, and I think this is we did talk about mm-hmm. Joe Brown because he goes Joe Brown didn't get in, and a lot of the modern day uh, boys or some of your friends from that class yeah. did uh, get in. Do you think? And you just kind of highlighted on that because we talked about looking at what major you're putting in mm-hmm. and what major you're going into, and does that hurt? And obviously, you just confirmed it did. Yeah. What other, out of the schools that you did not get into, was there one or two that that was, I don't want to say your number one, or did you have a number one or your top schools? My top school by far was Notre Dame, and it wasn't even close. I knew that I had no chance of getting in, though. So I I just applied, tried my best on the application, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to s- focus on that because... Was that your top choice or for some parents out there, they want to maybe live their life vicariously through their, through, through their kids? Mm-hmm. Was that your parents' top choice? Because did you even think you're qualified for Notre Dame? I knew I wasn't qualified for Notre Dame. And I honestly told my mom, I was like, I really don't think it's even worth it to send in my application. You you have to have a 33, 34 mm-hmm. in the business school to be at the level of the other applicants. And I, I just said, you know what? Okay, I'll finish it and turn it in, see what happens. Maybe they'll see that my cousin went there. <laughs> and, but nope. So the audience out there listening – there really has to be that right school Mm -hmm. for that student and make sure that you fit those requirements, knowing what your test score is, your GPA to match. Yeah. Even the school out there. Were there any other schools like that? Notre Dame, which obviously you said 
the no the way. reach schools for me. Correct. Oh yeah, Notre Dame, Georgetown. Oh yeah, Boston College. Those are all schools that. But was that f- above the reach school? For me, yes, yes. They were. Those were not in. Well, you you don't know. If I if I would have had a thirty on the ACT, it could have been a completely different story. I think the twenty nine thirty barrier is really something to look at. I agree. In schools, because schools like seeing that three in front of starts with the a first, three. Yeah. It makes a, it opens a lot more doors. Yes, it does. Let me ask you this: If you had to do it all over again, the high school process maybe looking at colleges, what would you do differently? What would you tell students out there as well as parents? Um, I would have said, you know what? Senior year of high school, club volleyball is just not my thing and just focused on high school volleyball and use that money for ACT tutoring and try to get the highest ACT possible I could get because most schools don't care that you played your senior year of club volleyball or at, that was at the beginning of senior year by the end. So I wish I would have just quit. I don't want to say quit volleyball because it was so fun and I have great memories from it, but just not relied on it so much and realized that I should have really focused more on the ACT and and school too. Interesting. Very interesting. Because there's a couple things I take away from that. Uh, and you focus on that studying the preparation of the ACT or maybe even before, mm-hmm. right? How much does it cost annualized for the people? Or they probably know, especially if they live out here, club volleyball annualized basis. Oh, club volleyball is expensive. I think it's three grand maybe. Murph, you're hearing this because yeah. doesn't your son want to? volleyball and right so put that money towards act act testing did you how what involvement did you do with the testing extra preparation very little i took it four times first time i was so stubborn i wanted to take it alone didn't want any help i wanted to see i wanted to get a 36 by myself on the first try (laughs) good luck yeah and then i got a 24 and realized I needed a little help. So I I did FaceTime tutoring. Okay. And really I didn't I didn't care about it at all. I didn't I used it I he gave me some helpful tricks, but he wasn't I, I didn't do enough practice tests because I could just cheat my way through the practice tests. Followers. Audience, listen to Joe Brown, right? It's never too early to start that preparation and finding that right school and yeah. getting that good grade. Because look at he already said if he had to do it all over again. Obviously, you're very happy where you are. Right oh now. yeah, dude. you wouldn't change anything. Absolutely not. It's been everything in my life has been better because of Santa Clara. Be more specific. Yeah. Tell me one or two things that has made your life different. I would say it's really helped. It's the first time in my life I've really focused on school. And it also, and also I met my girlfriend who is awesome. And yeah, Joe those, Brown. those two things have just made me such a happier person. I've, I've been a nerd my whole life and I like reading and I like playing video games. And it's like the first time in my life I've been able to do both like, all the time. That's why you don't play video games with Joshua anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua's my youngest son, and yeah. Joe and Joshua have then. What, what's that game you guys play? We, we were playing Fortnite a little. Fortnite. A long time ago, yeah. You seem very happy. Yeah. When I see you, there's a smile on your face. There's that vibrant energy, and college does that yeah. to you. Things happen for a reason. We talk about, you know, what would you do differently or the process. You go through that process to get to where you are today. Look at your summer internship that you had, right? You're mm-hmm. already thinking about the future and, and what you're going to do when you graduate. Here's a question, because I remember when your 
father was talking about colleges. I said, here's why I do like Santa Clara. You are right near San Jose. You're right near the Bay Area. Jobs, career. Yes. Like, do you see yourself moving back down to Southern California? I don't know. It's 50-50 right now. Well, the, I think the best thing for accounting is you can do it anywhere. Like, I could do it in my bed if I wanted to. I wouldn't. I would do it at a desk. But um, you just have so many opportunities, and it it just really depends on where you want to live for accounting. You went in with a different major. Yeah. Obviously, you experienced this internship. I talk about this a lot to students. It doesn't matter what you major in. Mm-hmm. Even if you start going in undeclared because you're 17, you're 18, you don't know what you want to do yet. Yeah. Go find something that you really, really love. Try out things. And do you agree? Do you agree with me there? Yes, definitely. If you have no idea what you want to do, well, this is coming from the a business, undeclared business major, like standpoint. I had no idea what I wanted to do in business. I had, all I knew is that I liked playing with numbers. The stock market was pretty cool. And that I really want to have a year or two to figure out what I want to do in the business world, which is what I had at Santa Clara. They gave me that opportunity to just figure out. We had a bunch of classes in our lower division classes that helped us decide what we wanted to do which is really cool it's real life experience and Mm -hmm. joe you keep working hard networking you're in the business industry world and it's who you know i told your father all the time i know a lot of ceos cfos i work with cfos almost all the time uh when you graduate you're going to do something I just, I, I know it with you. I think we, we got to share with the audience. Don't you have like a real account? Do you have Bitcoin or do you trade? Or your dad told me a story and this kind of, I guess, falls in line of your, your passion with finance and accounting at Santa Clara. Yeah, I've, so I, I mess around with Bitcoin a little bit. Also have messed around with the stock market a little bit. Right when I turned 18, the first thing I did was set up an E-Trade account and just <laughs> How did it go? It they it was weird. They they didn't allow my account for a week or two and then I called them and I was like, "Why do you not why aren't you allowing me to uh uh what's it called? Like start this account." And they're like, "Whoa, we don't really have that many 18-year-olds that are uh signing E-Trade signing up for East trade. So we just have to like press a few buttons and then before I knew I could start trading. What's one last thing you would tell my audience, students, as well as parents through this whole process, college process. They're a senior in high school right now, maybe even a junior. What would you tell them? I would say you definitely do not pick a dream school or a number one school. Cause you can, your heart will be broken if you don't get in there. And every school I've got accepted to, if it was a reach or something I could have gotten into or a really easy school for me to get into, would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. I really think I would have had a great time at every school. So just, you're going to have fun, I promise you. That's that's probably one of my biggest things is have fun. Yeah. I say that all the time. Be yourself, have fun. Yeah. What about the should I call them helicopter parents or hover parents that are putting a lot of pressure on their students and kids? What would mm-hmm. you tell these parents? Um probably You could be honest. Don't share your location with the the kid or I mean don't make the kid share your location with them because that's just too overbearing and oh so you're talking about in college in college yeah this is probably I don't know it's just I've seen a <laughs> lot of I've seen a lot of kids feel they've gone they have to work really hard to like 
fake their location or yeah, you're independent yeah. you're in college yeah. joe you hit a girl on a great example and actually that's not the question i was asking i'll get mm -hmm. back to it because now sophia she had early fall start at u-dub yeah she's been there for three weeks she's going through rush right now i don't even follow her I, she, if she's gotten to this point hopefully we've done enough yeah where she can get on her own spread her wings she was actually at the football game where the lights turned off at the stadium thunder all last night she was sending me videos they were stuck at husky stadium because there was a huge thunderstorm and i said she'll be fine you yeah know? it's gonna be a fun thing to talk about in a few years exactly yeah but what i was talking about referring yeah. to is in high school yeah these helicopter parents hovering around telling them maybe where to go where to apply yeah. you already have enough stress and pressure oh, yeah. on you what's your advice to those parents right now of high school kids trying to especially at this time apply to college yeah i would say if you don't have the grades for these super prestigious schools these tier one schools that everyone <laughs> loves talking about the brand name the brand the big brands like yeah the, garen the stanford's and the the harvard's like that if they don't have it don't make them feel bad for not being able to get into those schools because there is a possibility that you will graduate from those schools like Harvard or Stanford and amount to nothing. You can just, there's so much beyond call like your college degree that matters in this world. Joe Brown, great guess. You just hit it right on the dot. We're going to end in fashion like that. I wish you the best of luck going back up to Santa Clara. Thank you. Year three. Good luck in crew. Are you going to come down at all? Uh, I believe we go to the San Diego Crew Classic, which is the closest race. All right. We're going to have to talk more student athletes, uh, this whole experience, because we talked about a little bit volleyball and then crew. But I want to thank, why don't you thank our executive producer since you kind of know who he is now. Thank you. Thank you, Murph Cargus. Executive producer, our sponsor of the student manager is Fonger News. And you've been listening uh, to Joe Brown, great guest, again, entering his junior year at Santa Clara University. Thank you to all my followers and listeners. Joe, we're going to have to, you're going to have to give me some shout outs. I think we might go to, I told Chris on the last episode, uh -huh. we might go from 15 to 20 followers. After you, we might go from 20 to 25 followers. Let's go. Let's get it up there. Are we shouting out people right now? If you want. How, who should I shout out? Just like friends? Sure. Okay, I'm going to shout out my roommate right now. His name is Forrest Hancock. I'm going to shout out one of my best friends at Santa Clara, uh, Elena Lenardi. Uh, I'm going to shout out my girlfriend, Sam. I'm going to shout out uh, Sahil Sagar, the president of Santa Clara University, or student body president of Santa Clara University. And who else should I shout out? Uh, my other two roommates, uh, Grant and Armand. Shout out to you guys. And all the shout outs, we will delete you unless you follow the student manager <laughs> hosted by the Fonger News. With that said, Fonger News out. <laughs>